Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey everyone, welcome back. Hey guys. Well, the part two to a two-part series is here, and part mm-hmm. one was uh, launched on election day last week. That's so right. obviously part one was done with prior knowledge, or not mm-hmm. knowledge of what's going to happen in the election, and this one is with knowledge. So that's kind of interesting. Make sure yes. you catch up on that. And uh, this is an important two-part series because we really need to be proactive in how we make plans and how we make decisions, how we lead our family into the future to maximize our impact for the kingdom of God and provide safety and a thriving family. That's right. And I think that this is an important um, topic for a lot of people because they are in a position now of going, what should I be doing with my family? How should I be reacting? What There's a ton of unknowns right now. Yeah. This election's still kind of hanging, yeah. even though the left side has already been declaring their victory in many regards, which is unfortunate. But yeah. um, it, it, I know that a lot of moms have been reaching out to me, sharing about their anxiety and their worry. And I just want you guys to know that we're praying for you, first of all. Yeah. Um, secondly, we are not to be anxious or worry about tomorrow, Mm-mm. or worry, be anxious for nothing, right? We're supposed to be anxious for nothing. And so I hope that today's podcast is an incredible encouragement to you that also gives you some things to prayerfully take mm-hmm. to the Lord, talk to your spouse about, um, and also lead your children in. So we're going to give you some very practical what to do now with your family ideas, topics at the end of this podcast. So stick with us. And I think it's really important, of course, the encouragement is God is sovereign. Isn't that amazing? He's completely in control. Mm -hmm. He's the supreme authority. Mm -hmm. And he's our creator. And he's not surprised by what's going on. No. And we know things deteriorate towards accelerated end times as we get closer. So we've been talking about this for six months. So now (laughs) it's like we're starting to see how we are responding. So Mm -hmm. you should look at your spouse, you should look at yourself and go, how are we responding to these different times that can continue to change? Yeah. And for Christians, what's interesting is that you oftentimes see two different paths, right? There's the passive road. Yeah. And then there's those that actually are trying to be a voice of encouragement and stand for truth and And take action. And let's not mistake God's sovereignty for, um, uh, a lack of responsibility on our part. Like right. what I mean is, is that just because God is sovereign, which is absolutely true, doesn't mean we don't have a responsibility to take action, make decisions, proactively do things. You're getting um, excited. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. I just think that there has been somewhat of a movement in some circles uh, that because of the way things are preached and talked about in the mm-hmm. Bible, it creates a Christian passivity. What's interesting is there's an... Um, Almost an, I mean, I'm going to say a very intense word. It's an ignoring of certain scriptures that actually do impress upon the importance of being obedient to God. Yeah. I think that part of God's, and this is my opinion, my opinion 
in studying all of scripture is that part of God's sovereignty in our lives is that he has placed the body of Christ active here on the earth today during this generation and that he has people that he has touched their hearts. He has moved in their lives and they are loyal, faithful followers of God that want to be obedient not just in their hearts, yeah. but also in their actions, because faith without works is dead, and works without faith is dead. And while sovereignty, sh- sovereignty should give God's sovereignty should give us this lack of anxiety, so Amen. that we can be proactive and take yep. action, and sometimes take risks for God. So super important. Now, hey, by the way, thank you so much for being part of the One Million Legacies mm-hmm. movement. We are as committed as ever, maybe more. Actually, um, I would say that this whole situation for sure has lit something, especially in Isaac, but in me as well. Oh, for sure. And it's just, we are getting so much feedback. Thank you for being bold. Thank you for sharing the truth. Thank you for the biblical wisdom. Thank you for, you know, sharing things that sometimes, you know, make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And we never tried to make people feel uncomfortable. We never, we want unity, but we don't sacrifice truth for unity. Right. And so that's really important. Just think about that. Do you sacrifice standing for the truth for the sake of unity? Or, or, or do you sacrifice truth because you yourself are scared? Right. And so I think that there is, there's something that we need to take personal responsibility. Cause I'll be honest with you. I'm human. Yeah. I struggle with fear. Sometimes there are times where I come to Isaac and I go, this is happening. And he'll look at me and be like, and we respond how, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) It's normal. We need each other to encourage each other on. And so, but we need to be in the word to be able to do that. Now we talked about that last time. So, but anyways, Mm -hmm. if you've given us a five-star review on iTunes or written a review, that's huge because that's where 80% of people listen, at least today that might change. And, um, you know, if you've shared our social posts, we know you're part of it. So we thank you for that. Yeah. And by the way, CourageousParenting.com has tons of resources. So does CourageousMom.com. Yeah. And there's a lot of free resources. And there's resources that are incredible value and mm-hmm. will absolutely help you that also support the ministry. And we so thank you for the donations. We will give an update too on uh, that situation. So, all right. So we last time we talked about the first three points and we talked about the next three points now. Mm-hmm. The first three were dropped closer to God, but there's really good stuff in that last mm-hmm. episode. You want to get a couple of scriptures, key things. Okay. Yep. The second one is vision is more important than ever right now coming from you. Okay. For your family. Yep. So really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's both husband and wife. Yep. Right. Uh, three, evaluate areas of your life and how to do that in a date night and these kinds of things in a way that's relevant to right now. Okay. Now the next three points we're going to cover. So let's start with the first one, not fearing but planning in wisdom. Mm -hmm. Super, super important. Mm -hmm. Now, last time we talked about this, I think we should revisit it for a second. When we fear, that is God put in us emotion and feeling and the ability to sense danger and the ability to respond Mm -hmm. because we sense danger. Okay. So sometimes it starts as fear, but that quickly needs to turn into faith. That quickly needs to turn into trust in God. Yeah. But it should prompt us into prayer mm-hmm. and with the, and reading what the and Bible says wisdom. and seeking wisdom. Mm-hmm. And it should prompt us into trusting God and taking necessary actions. Yeah. And a lot of times for some people, it just turns into trusting God, but it doesn't turn into 
creating some change. Well, and it's not that it's just trusting God. That is really a powerful, that is the most important thing, yeah. right? Just trusting God. But when you do trust God, there's fruit that comes from that, Yeah, I think is what we're talking about, Absolutely. right? And so that's actually the evaluation point. Are you trusting God? So if we were to ask, are you trusting God? We could look at the fruit in your life. You should reevaluate the fruit in your life and how you're reacting, how you're talking, how your prayers are, how your conversations with your spouse are about the things that are going on in today's world. Um, How are you talking to other people? Um, How are you viewing people who speak boldly? How are you viewing people who are just like, um, are, are, are preaching other yeah. Other messages. Um, and how is that actually impacting how you are reacting? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I just want to say a point. Your pastors need encouragement. You people who are proclaiming truth need encouragement. I know because we need encouragement. <laughs> and we're getting it, and we appreciate that from you. But let's not forget anybody out there that needs encouragement, that's mm-hmm. standing strong for what the Word of God says mm-hmm. and is not afraid of the pushback of uh, today's world. Uh, make sure you're encouraging them. Part of encouragement is action. Make sure you're um, you know, supporting them, uh, even financially, if that's what God prompts you to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Anyways, Colossians uh, 3.16, it starts there. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. What does that look like? For the word to dwell in you mm. richly. Wow. Yeah. That's so an, good. That, that, when I think of that, I think of just an abundance of the knowledge of the word of God dwelling in you. Like you have it written on your heart, you have yeah. it written on your mind. Yeah. So. And you can't recall what you haven't read, so you need to read a lot. And if you have a hard time <laughs> memorizing scripture, just teach your kids to memorize scripture and guess what happens? It happens to you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You, that was my boot you've camp. Done I mean, I've done a lot of that. Yes. <laughs> There's a practical tip for you. Yeah. And then it goes, so Christ dwell in you richly, the word of Christ dwell in you richly, mm-hmm. in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. How do you do that if we're not going to church? Right. You're not singing worship songs? So I mean, what important. is this right here? Singing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Singing with grace in your hearts and some to the Lord. In some places, singing is outlawed. Would you have ever imagined... Six six months ago, or I guess longer, eight months ago, that worshiping God would be outlawed in some places. That is, I mean, it has been overseas, and we've talked about how Americans haven't really experienced the same kind of persecution that other people have experienced overseas, right? And now some of that is beginning. We're we're in the beginning birth pains of that, um, which we shouldn't be surprised by. But the reality is, are we going to? disobey God's word and not do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because that has a permanent impact, a a a massive impact on people's spiritual walks with God. Our hey, kids, us. Just so you guys know, we will continue obeying the word of God. So that's what we will be doing. Yeah. And uh, we think that's important. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Mm -hmm. So it's almost impossible to have anxiety when you're thanking God, right, with grace in your hearts. Well, it's interesting that this is almost like a repetitive uh, verse not fully, but it goes along with Philippians 4, 
right? That says, with all prayers and supplications, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Oh, so good. Um, That's verse 6 and 7 of Philippians 4. I love that. I preached on that a while ago. And then right below that, Mm -hmm. if I can find it quickly enough, Philippians, I got it. Philippians 4, this is super important. It has to do with this, is that when you're challenged, and this is right below what she just memorized (laughs) by leading by example. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you have anxiety, you go, okay, God, what's true? Isn't it hard to know what's true today? Right. Because a lot of people, their anxiety is not necessarily based upon the truths either. Yeah. Right. Like I'm just going to say it as of right now, when we're shooting this podcast, which is Monday, November 9th, there has not been a president that has been certified, declared, or inaugurated into the White House for the next uh, presidential four years. And so a lot of people who might be having anxiety about it are potentially believing the lies that are being spread on social media that is already claiming victory. You can't claim victory when it's contested with evidence and absolute validity to be contested. And as of right now, I'm pretty sure that none of the states have certified winners. Now, our viewpoint is, regardless of either side, we have to protect the integrity of the election process. Because if that, if people don't believe anymore, because we don't allow this process to go through, then people Mm -hmm. in the future will not vote. Right. Because they'll be like, well, it doesn't matter. And we do not yeah. want people leaving this experience, frankly, on either side, because b- having multiple sides is so important for democracy. Right. Amen. And so there has to be checks. and That's part of checks and balances, having people with different opinions, viewpoints, and so forth. That's all great. That creates a democracy, but it has to, we have to keep the integrity of the election process. And right now, there's probably about 71 million people that are having a hard time believing the election process right now, not because their side lost, but because there's actual accounts of fraud happening that are being validated and further. So th- we have to go through that. So finally, brethren, but it, regardless of the situation, here's the things to meditate on. It's finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, this could be just you in a relationship with someone else. Okay, what's true? Let's get out of my bias. Let's get out of my experiences for a second. Mm-hmm. What's what's true Whatever things are noble, Mm -hmm. whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. So it gives you some things and it says anything praiseworthy. Let's meditate on those Mm -hmm. things. So are you a cynic or are you an optimist? I believe both of those can go dangerously wrong. And a good balance of those is good sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we need to meditate on good things that are true because yeah. that hundred percent and we need it. it and and we lead by example but we also need to verbally teach this truth to our children now this podcast episode is about life planning in uncertain times mm-hmm. why is this so important in, in regards to life planning because i think almost all decisions made in fear end up being bad decisions mm-hmm. or inferior to best decisions and so if you're operating in fear not biblical wisdom Mm-hmm. then your decisions are not going to be great. And by the way, a lot of people make decisions because circumstances happen to them. Now that happens to all of us because we can't foresee everything coming to us. Right. But if all of your decisions 
are made after circumstances happened, you're not being proactive enough Mm -hmm. and you're not making hard choices ahead of time. And potentially creating more stress in the future Yeah, because you're setting yourself up to have to make more reactionary steps. Yeah, I'll, I'll just share one for us personally, because of our size of family, this is actually one of the main reasons, but also because Isaac and I have always tried to be more proactive in our parenting and in our vision for our family, our move. You guys know we have a podcast called Why We Strategically Relocated. We moved out of state for many reasons. Um, Some of the most... um, I would say pressing reasons were the politics, which is why we moved very quickly. We moved within five weeks, actually, we, of finding we, a home. We sensed and we prayed and so, about this. So we feel like God told us things are going to get way worse. Yep. You need to get out of here and you need to get out of here yep. right away. And it wasn't fear-based at all. We had such peace about it. And then he opened, we took action we before have, we had yeah. clarity on like where we're going to live or yep. how that's going to work out. We prepped our community. We prepped and our we, family. we did a two-week trip knowing to, after telling everybody we're going to move and we don't know where we're going to move. Yep. And, and we just walked in faith walked looking in faith. for God to show us where he wanted us. And we have a miraculous story, which we'll share in the future um, once everything is completely panned out. And I'm, you guys, this is the thing, is that for some people, they might have been like, wow, that was a quick decision to move. But Isaac and I have been knowing that we were going to be yeah. moving out of Oregon since we got married. Yeah, I actually didn't want to live there when true we that. first got married. And so for 21 years, we were waiting on God patiently, 21 years of waiting on God to show us when was the right time to move. And for us, we had a little short list of if these things happen, these are the the trigger signs, the birth pains for us that things are going to continue to get even more dangerous politically for our family's liking. And they either and so, happened or we can see them happening soon. Right, right. And so we took action beforehand. And this is why. Because if we would have waited, we would be trying to move as fast as possible, potentially in the winter. Yeah. Or right now, right? And Probably. that would have been more reactionary. We would have ended up paying more for a house. Yeah. Um, who knows what it's going to be like in the spring. And so for us, especially as a family of 10, it's not like, not like you can go and get like a townhouse and fit 10 or 11 people in a townhouse. You have to be wise and move ahead of time when you have a big family. And frankly, uh, I don't know where you land on the mask situation. This is a, episode isn't about that. So we'll talk about that some other time. Mm-hmm. But for our family, we don't want our kids growing up always wearing masks. I think there are some challenges that are going to happen in the future mm-hmm. with humans uh, growing up that way. And so I think the costs of that are greater on the kid level than we might be thinking about. So um, so definitely that is a big deal and um, so forth. So, so not fear, but in wisdom. And reality. Yeah. A lot of times, um, some people who will, you know, they just don't know what to do or they feel like they can't make a decision, right? Like there's some people that might feel stuck, whether it's because of a job or whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like trying to step out in faith and do some, and, and, and look for opportunities to see if it's even an option to move, Mm -hmm. right? Some people might go, well, but it's not really that big of a deal. And you know what, though? This is the thing, you guys. We have to operate in reality, the reality of what the Bible tells us is going to happen in the future, the mm-hmm. reality of what we know is happening today, the reality of how humans are treating humans, which unfortunately, I feel like the morality is on a massive decline all over yeah. the world. And it's I feel like my eyes have been more open to it. I, I mm-hmm. hope your eyes have been more open mm-hmm. to it as well. Um, and it's something that we really need to be praying and fasting for is, is 
people's hearts, because this is a really a reflection of hearts not fully submitted to God. Yeah. And we're just, you're talking about that because it's fresh on yeah. our experience, but there's all kinds of other decisions you have to make, smaller decisions yep. on, you know, yep. that need to be made in wisdom, not fear. So if you feel fear coming on, mm -hmm. that's when you pray, you reach out to God and you talk to each other. Uh, too. That's mm -hmm. super important. Okay. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. The next one is be flexible. So when you make life plans, you have to be flexible. Yeah. I can't think of a single life plan that worked out along the path that I envisioned it. No. And, and, and it's gone both ways, right? Yeah. So you might have a vision for something and it might not go your way because it might not be as good, right. but it might not go your way because it ends up being better, yeah. which is actually the case that we're in right now. Right. And so I, I just want to encourage you guys that it's a matter, you have to be flexible if you're giving your plans back to the Lord, Amen. right? And so we recall that scripture verse in Proverbs that says that a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And we want to be those kinds of people who follow hard after God, right? Where we're willing to take action, we're willing to make decisions, but we're also willing to say, oh, I'm on this path and now I'm turning and going this direction. And in Philippians, it's really cool. Um, you can go ahead and read here for... Uh, 10 okay. and on down to here. So Okay, so Philippians 4 verse 10 says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did, did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Let's pause right there real quick. So, so good right there. That's you know, Paul getting taken care of and flourishing. He taught the word flourishing. Yeah. So he has a contrast in his life of being taken, totally taken care of by God through people mm -hmm. and them taking action. 
Um, right, because if they weren't caring for him, then he wouldn't be testifying to it. And flourishing yeah. so that fruitfulness can, can continue. Mm-hmm. And then he's also had the most worst situations happen. And I think that's a kind of, um, although it's not exciting to some people when I first say it, it's like that's kind of a vision for where Christians, what Christians are going to be increasingly dealing with. Which is, yeah, flourishing, but at the same time, increased challenge. And Mm -hmm. so how are you talking about that in your marriage? Are you talking about Mm -hmm. that? I think it's important. No longer are there just conspiracy theories or crazy thoughts. There is new realities that we have to talk about. Yeah. So it continues. So Paul was talking about how he's not speaking in regard to need because he's learned in whatever state he's in to be content. And then verse 12, it says, I know how to be abased. And I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I have learned to I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's so cool is um, I think we all need to experience that to be strengthened. Meaning that if we're going to be strong Christians and um, people God uses to influence and to lead our family and our kids Mm -hmm. in the way that makes them strong, we need to be seasoned Mm -hmm. and seasoned in understanding the flourishing and understanding how we respond when we're extremely challenged. And it really is very much the same response, which is pointing to the Father, trusting God, living with joy in our hearts, and taking necessary actions in wisdom to take care of one another. To take right? care of one another, and if mm-hmm. if you think about ourselves, what we what gives us anxiety, what brings in fear, maybe we need some strengthening, mm-hmm. and maybe the things we're going through are for equipping us for bigger things in the future. Now, you want a little tip on growing in maturity when maybe you're not walking through a valley. Mm-hmm. Walk through a valley with someone. And this is why if you continue reading in verse 14, it says, nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Amen. They did well because they shared in his distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. And he just continues on talking about providing necessities, all kinds of things. And I think that that is something that I know for us over the years, as we have walked through hard times with people or and walked through blessing times, like I even just think about all the women I've been able to serve at births and just yeah. be there, right? Like that's such a beautiful time. But mm-hmm. I've also walked through miscarriages with people too. Mm-hmm. And that's been hard. But have I learned from both? Mm-hmm. 100%. Oh, yeah. And it's equipped me to be able to do more work for the Lord. And so I just want to encourage you guys, if you want to be equipped, if you want to grow your capacity, which I have to exhort all of us in, we all need a greater capacity for what is coming yeah. because that's the reality. And our kids do too. So don't hide the distresses that you're walking through completely from your kids. In fact, we did a podcast on this, how to go through life trials with yeah. your kids and you parenting. You have to listen to that I podcast. Teach you, I teach you the growth cycle, um, which um, is just a way I've looked at uh, growing your capacity and how to handle things correctly and how to be more equipped for the bigger challenges coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is something you've taught in a lot of businesses too. You guys, this is such an important topic. So go back to season one and find how to parent through life struggles because that podcast was 
a good one. It was super good. So this is all under the point of being flexible because mm-hmm. Paul is flexible. He's saying no matter if I'm flourishing, no matter if I'm challenged. If I'm, I'm suffering, I'm, I'm suffering. I've learned how to full. basically glorify God in all those situations mm-hmm. and, and continue the same mission that I've been on. And so I think mm-hmm. we need to analyze ourselves. Are we on the same mission or do we get derailed and change our mission? Right. right. Yeah. Okay, we see that happening. We see things happening. Now, sometimes there's wisdom in that, and sometimes it's fear, uh, and that wouldn't be good. Okay? Only you can know that, answer that. Okay, and the final point of this two-part series is what to do now with your family. This is where we get super practical, so I hope you guys have your notepad. Okay, so just in the first episode, draw closer to God. Vision is more important than ever. We talked a lot about vision, evaluating areas of life on a date night, so having a marriage meeting to really stir things up and talk about things way ahead of time of doing things with your kids. And then um, evalu- and then four, not fear, but wisdom. Mm-hmm. Five, you got to be flexible and adjust it along the way because mm-hmm. God is doing something and we can't perfectly see his image sometimes of what mm-hmm. he has for us. Mm-hmm. And finally, what to do now with your family once you've done those steps. And um, first of all, I would do another day night. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and this might potentially get harder. I know that in some places there's a curfew, yeah. right? Um, and so you're going to want to plan to have your date night early enough that you can get, be back. So they'll steal that. your coffee away from you. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry about that, sweetie. Yeah. So um, you're going to want to, this can be planning and talking about all kinds of things from how are each kid, how are each kid doing? right? Like you're evaluating where each kid's at on all the different levels. Again, this is super important. We've gone over this many times in the podcast, having conversations with both the mom and the dad, where you're going, how is Johnny doing? How is Susie doing spiritually, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, mentally, educationally? And you're evaluating those different um, areas and you're talking together one another and going, okay, what is one area that this kiddo really needs to grow in? Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that they're struggling with and how can we actually help them to not struggle with that? And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because one particular topic that is heavy, heavy on my heart right now is depression and anxiety and worry of mm-hmm. children, okay? Um, as you guys know, with the economy getting shutting, shut down, Um, we saw not just COVID cases, but there were deaths of suicides. There were people that were getting addicted to drugs, drinking alcohol, went, the rates went up. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been all kinds of issues, right? And so caring about your kids, like we need to seriously evaluate and not just assume and be overwhelmed ourselves by what's going on that we're not paying attention to where our hearts and the spiritual thermometers are saying about where our kids are at. And so we need to really evaluate, we need to talk, and we need to come up with a plan potentially on how to help them get out of that. Now, one thing that is uh, that I'm just going to bring up on a side note that's a big deal is socializing. Mm. socialization, right? Kids need to be around other kids. Mm -hmm. And when they do things like one family or immediate family quarantine, that can be either a good, it can be okay for mm-hmm. families who have good, healthy relationships, or it can be really bad for kids who don't have good, healthy relationships. And so we as Christians need to care for those who are not being cared for. We need to keep our eyes open for yeah. those, um, those needs. And I know that can be hard, especially if there is a, an intense quarantine. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because friends who live in Canada have recently just shared the new COVID restrictions with me, right? right sure. Sent me over some of the, the information and 
Well, I'll just briefly share a couple of them. This isn't in every province. This is in specific places. Um, but that there is an immediate family-only quarantine that ha- is happening in some locations where you cannot have anyone outside of your immediate family in your home and you cannot go to anyone else's home. And so there is no socializing happening. And so I think about those kids and I think about the potential for them if this continues on, the depression, the anxiety, the worry, um, how they're going to become even more addicted to social media because that's probably their only way of reaching out to people and how bad that can actually be for well, young the people. Stat- studies have shown for all people that if you're already feeling a little depressed, social media uh, dramatically increases that depression. If you're really joyful and happy, it also is either neutral or increases that. So it just accentuates how you're already feeling in that yeah. direction. Yeah. So I, I'm bringing this up because when you are having communication time with your spouse and you're evaluating where your kids are at, you guys have to be willing to talk about the hard thing. And sometimes parents don't want to admit that their kid is depressed. Mm-hmm. So don't be that parent because if you're that parent for too long, you might pay a really big price. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm just saying this hard word right now because I care about these kids. I care about you. I know you care about your kids. So really be aware and try to engage more. And yeah, it's going to, it's going to mean that you might have to work harder as a parent. So a practical thing, because we see different things in our kids because we're around different parts of the day or involved in different things with them, or one of us has a conversation, the other doesn't. So in that date night, it's important to write down the name of the kid. And have a discussion about mm-hmm. them. What do they need? How mm-hmm. are they doing? How's their spiritual life? Right. right. Uh, yeah, are I they are they this. feeling the, like they're on purpose? Because everybody needs to feel valuable mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like they're contributing to yep. society. Yep. Well, how can your kids be contributing to society if there's lockdowns? So you yep. have to be creative and figure out ways within your home of how they can greater contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I have a whole blog post on this. So yeah. we'll put that in the notes on Courageous Parenting during in the podcast notes um, because there that is one of the greatest things that every teen, every child needs is they need their parents to lead them in what their purpose is in the in And it'd be life. like, hey, Ange, how do you think my relationship is going with so-and-so? So-and-so, right. You have to evaluate each other because sometimes we all have, I mean, we have blind spots, Yeah. right? And so um, I think that it's it's might be a hard question to ask, but you have to be willing to go there. And if you guys are a little bit at a loss because you've been busy, occupied, things like that, and you're not quite sure... At least you discovered that, and you can go, "Hey, how are you doing? How are you? How are you feeling about everything's going on in the world? Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about what's going on in our family? How are you feeling about that relationship that you haven't been able to connect with? Mm-hmm. You know, these kinds of things. You really need to ask deep questions. Three questions deep. We've said that before. Okay, so you need to do that. Uh, other things to talk. There's a lot to talk about right now as you bring them to your family. Uh, I was just this morning talking to our family about, you know, if uh, Biden actually wins um, because uh, mm-hmm. he got all the electoral, electrical college votes that were legal because this gets vetted out and that's true, which is possible. Then uh, what are things that are going to be happening based on what he said he's going to do? And we went through some of those. And then if Trump wins, which actually is what I think, you guys might think I'm crazy, but I actually think there's so much fraud that's going to get uncovered. And this is going to be really good overall into the future, for no matter who's present, way in the future, because we're going to get the integrity back of our election process. Um, 
So, but I actually think Trump's going to win and it'll take about 30 days or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the problem is the big challenge is you have to think ahead is that half the country's already embraced and accepted uh, Biden as president because of what media has done to further implant that in everybody's minds prematurely. And so now if and when what hap- what I believe is going to happen is going to happen, Trump gets in, continues reelection It'll be the greatest Upset. upheaval yeah. that we've seen in modern times. I hope not, but but that's just the reality. If we we know the character of that side, I mean, the reality is is <laughs> so there are a lot of people who are following Trump, Christians and non Christians. Yeah, obviously they are all conservatives, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there are some really hardcore extreme patriots who maybe don't have the faith that other conservatives might have. And if Biden was elected, those people might get mad and do something, sure. right? They might. They might, but we're, they might not. We're not seeing things on fire right now because anything. of patriots. So. And you, exactly. And so the reality is what you can see in the actions. And what you see in the actions is that if this was to turn around, you will see looting, you will see fires, you will see more police and we're issues. not trying to create fear. We're um, just realists. We're just, okay, well, what I mean, are what's the facts? Been, what's, what's been happening? Yeah. Look at the history of the last year. Yeah. Okay. And so the reality is those who have a strong hatred, I'll say it, they have a hatred towards Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reality is, this is sad to me, that when Trump had COVID, there were people literally saying, I hope he dies. And that is not, that should never be something we ever hope for anyone. We've had and that same thing said to us too. I know. And th- this is not okay. This is not morality. This is not how humans should treat humans. I don't care. Like if you're, if you're not even walking with the Lord and you're just a good person, you would never wish anyone to die. That's just pure evil and satanic. Okay. And so there's this element of when or if what Isaac is predicting could happen. The reality is we all know that that side, the left side will freak out. Maybe not all of them, but many will Yeah. on social media. They'll get vicious there will be businesses that will be hurt by this. Yeah. There will be people who are physically harmed because of this. So, so, so either directions you have to think about if a happens and if B happens and what are we, what do we need to do? Nobody can tell you what to do. Nobody should tell you what to do. And we're not going to It's part of tell leading you your family. <laughs> yeah. It's part of thinking. It's part of praying and getting wisdom. It's part and, of having people beside yes. you that you're running with that you trust and, You've and it's not the to. same thing for every person that's either, right? right? Like yeah. that's the thing is that part of God's sovereignty, we said this at the beginning, part of God's sovereignty is that he has placed his body here on earth. God's word is alive and active. His Holy Spirit is here yeah. among his people. He can guide you. And he may guide you to do complete opposite from what he's guided us to do regarding where we take our family and things like that. And that is a good thing because that's God's sovereignty playing out for all people, right? Um, But the reality is that we are never called to just be passive in this life. That is, otherwise, what's the point in even being here? What is the point? Yeah. If God, if we believe what the word says in Psalm 127, that children are heritage, that God in one, in Psalm 139, that he knew us before we were created in our mother's womb, that he has a plan for us, like in Jeremiah 29, 11. You guys, there's so many scriptures everywhere. 
mm-hmm. that prove that God has a plan and a purpose and that he, you are part of his plan and his purpose and that he's placed you where he has in this generation for a reason. And the minute we become passive, we deny that purpose. Mm-hmm. We are denying, not being obedient, being fully passive. And we have to take ownership over that because we are going to be held accountable. Yeah. We are. And if you're a teacher, you're held even more accountable, stricter judgment. And so we have to be aware. Guys, and this isn't like a a legalistic, oh, what are you doing kind of message. Not at all. Like when you are fully sold out for Christ, don't you just want to serve him? Don't you want to be a part of the Great Commission? Don't you want more people to know about God? Don't you want to see good happen to people? Don't you, or do you want evil to happen to people? Right? Because the reality is, is if good people are quiet and they do nothing, then more evil is going to be loud. So where's your doctrine at? And does it contribute to passive Christianity and the next generation coming up, watching that and being even more passive? Remember, whatever parents do, a generation tends to do yeah. uh, way more overblown. So, oh, yeah. So, so if they're passive, then their kids are likely to be even more passive. Right. That's the point. Yeah. So now other things besides politics, because you're probably tired of that, um, or what do we see in our family? What is the culture of our family right now? Mm-hmm. Culture is the ethos, the actually what is, not what parents yeah. think is. It's the actual real behaviors in the kids, in the parents, in the individuals, in the mm-hmm. family team and that actually get played out. Not what you post is or share is with other people mm-hmm. necessarily. It's what's true. And mm-hmm. what is it that you don't like in the culture of your family, the behaviors, the real attitudes, these kinds of things, and what needs to be changed? You should discuss that and you should start to reflect on that because it'll help prepare you to drive forward maybe one, two, or three at most initiatives next year. Mm-hmm. And you, know? you need to start evaluating and trying to figure out what those are now so that you can give real vision. Yeah. So we've had things like generosity was one of our initiatives. Um, Eagles, not seagulls. Mm -hmm. Producers, not consumers. Mm -hmm. Those are just some examples from memory of some of our initiatives Mm -hmm. that drive the culture forward Mm -hmm. uh, in the Tolpin family. And so why did those, those, those weren't just thought up of on happenstance. Those were prayed about, thought, discussed, and they really Mm -hmm. solve some of the things that we didn't were cultural like. issues that cultural we saw. issues in yeah, our family. That we were honest with ourselves that about. we felt like, how yeah. can we improve that? Right. And um, again, parents have massive influence over their families and kids, mm-hmm. and so you cool. are yeah. difference makers. And as quarantine and more of this stuff buckles down, because it probably will, you guys. Yeah. Um, the reality is that you're going to have even more influence because so, other people will have less. They'll Deut- be seeing less people. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. We've said this before. It's definitely in our Parenting Mentor Program as a key verse. And these words, let's start from the beginning. Hero Israel in four here. The Lord our God is the... Sorry, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now the key part here. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them. Sit in your house. Oh, my Bible. Sorry, guys. My Bible got wet, so it was crimpled over. Shall talk of them when you sit in your house 
When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So what are we doing here? We're, we're writing, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Because when that's true, out of the overflow of that is wisdom, fruitfulness, right actions, and actions, love. Like that's the thing. It doesn't just stop here. It's saying you're going to go talk to people about this. Yeah. You're going to teach. That's Those are doing words, you guys. These are verbs. These are action verbs. You're going to write them. Writing is an action verb. Write them on your doorposts yeah. of your house. That means you're declaring to the public. Back then there was no social media. Guess what the closest thing was? Your doorposts. Any signs that you have out in your front yard are probably the closest to social media or the closest to declaring to the world, right, what you believe and that the goal, the Lord is your God. Yeah. And so this is what God's telling us. Yeah. Like you can translate that into be bold. People should know that you are following Christ. Amen. Now, we're preparing you for a future episode we'll do closer to the new year uh, about what to do next after you've prepped for reflection on this year the culture, the attitudes, mm-hmm. behaviors, reflected on each kid, reflected on your marriage is another thing mm-hmm. that we need to remind you to do. Mm-hmm. How's your marriage? How are you feeling about it? How am I feeling about it? What do we need to work on? Mm-hmm. Let's not try and fix everything at once, but let's work on what matters mm-hmm. and come to agreement on some things. Maybe out of that comes you're going to read a book together. Maybe out of that comes you join our parenting mentor program uh, because you know what people are finding? It equally works on marriage as much as it does your parenting. Yeah, that's true. And it does serve single parents too. Um, equally too. It's amazing. Uh, but anyways, um, we're prepping you for that and you've got to communicate. You've got to communicate more now with each other and with your kids than ever before. You've got to lead now more than ever. You've got to do life planning more now than ever. And you go, well, how can I do that when everything's changing so fast? Well, if you're not proactively changing to handle the coming change, you're even more, your family even more potentially could get hurt. You guys got to be thinking. And you know what is so cool? It's not in our own strength. We get the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. We had God going before us, prompting and convicting our hearts of things that don't even make sense, maybe to you even. I know some of them. And you start listening. <laughs> you start listening. Because if you only listen when it makes sense to you, you're not listening to the Holy Spirit all the time. We need to be listening. It's not always going to make sense to us. And then as we entertain as we, it, yeah. as we ponder, as we talk to each other. As we do it. Then it and then, then it becomes reality. It becomes reality, and it might make a lot more sense down the road. In hindsight, I think of hindsight, right? Isn't it always easier for people to look back on something and go, "Oh, that that I would have changed that," or maybe they look back and they go, "Oh, that's why that happened." Yeah, right. You can't say that until hindsight. But this is the thing: you can't live in hindsight all the time. Sometimes you have to make decisions today in faith and in trusting God with the promises that you know are biblical. And you follow him, you don't follow man, and you do what God's telling you to do, and then guess what? In maybe a month, maybe in a week, maybe in a day, maybe in a year, you look back and you have that hindsight and you go, praise God, praise God. Now, a reminder, if you are thinking of moving to southern Idaho, um, because we get so many questions and requests on this, we'll put a link to the person in the company that helped us to relocate, and it was an absolute blessing working with them. Uh, So you can check that out at CourageousParenting.com under this episode or the Relocation Podcast, uh, even part one, I I believe, of this has it in there. So thanks for joining us. See you next time. 
Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.